we're going to have, we're just going to have a little communion time right now. And, uh, and then we'll have our, our, our communion together. And then, um, we'll have a, a few announcements and then we'll, and then we're going to, uh, call it a day. We're going to call it a summit and, um, and go on our ways, uh, hopefully empowered and strengthened by, by, uh, this time together and, and just the honor to have God in our lives. So John chapter 10. <clears throat> so we're talking about living the good life. And, you know, it's been God's intention since the very beginning for us to live the good life. I mean, think about the garden. Think about God creating what he created and saying it was good. It was good. It was very good. And think about, you know, all the ways that he spoke to our needs and our wants in the garden, you know, with giving us uh, meaningful relationships and meaningful work, uh, giving us the ability to be creative, to use our gifts, uh, you know, giving us wisdom, giving us freedom. Uh, God has, God so much wants for us to enjoy life and to, you know, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Um, and, and yet we get off track and we, we get away from God's way. And it's interesting because the question the serpent asked, uh, Eve in the garden is, did God really say? And that was sort of the beginning of her doubting God's intention and doubting God's love for her and doubting God's um, wisdom for her. And it's a shame because it, it led to so much, it led to so much that didn't have to be there. And so we find ourselves in this place now where in, 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 a, in a sense, we're trying to get back to that garden. We're trying to get back to God's original design for, for, for us and for life and for family and for relationships. And, and, and so that's why God sent Jesus because to live the good life, we've got to follow the way and the truth and the life of the good shepherd. And Jesus is the way there. Jesus is the life. He is the wisdom to get there. And he says here in John chapter 10, starting in verse 10, he says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd in verse 11. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. And so when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. So Jesus says, hey, I'm in this not because I have to be, but because I want to be. And Jesus is such a faithful, good shepherd. And he showed that to us by laying down his life for us and by giving his all for us and by giving his all and serving us, but then dying for us and laying down his life for us and then raising from the dead and coming back to love us and to benefit us, not to 
be violent or to react or to retaliate. And so he is the good shepherd. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But he has come that we might have life and have it to the full, that we could live the good life. Look over in, in Psalm 23, because Jesus is making a direct reference to this psalm that is so simple and yet so so wonderful and so helpful in us understanding who God is and how he wants to how he wants to help us and love us. Um, Psalm 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord's the good shepherd. I shall not be in want. I just want us to think about these words. Visions. Um, Steve sent a, a picture over this morning of a picture of someone standing on the top of Camel's Hump. And he was, he was talking about how he's imagining that in his prayer time this morning of standing at the top of Camel's Hump and, and, and praying to God and having his time with God in, in kind of in that, in that, uh, spirit of awe. It was an awesome picture. Thanks for sending that, Steve. But I want us to imagine this. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I shall lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Makes me lie down in the green mountain state. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love that word, goodness, because it just talks about kind of just the simple extraordinariness of God. And it's one of the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. God is good. And God has in mind goodness for us. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Really what God wants for us is to live lives of love, feeling loved, being loved, loving others, living in love, uh, this is God's dream for us, is to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love one another as Christ loved us, to love our neighbor as ourselves, and even to love our enemies and to, and to pray for those who persecute us. Because in forgiveness, there's freedom. And Jesus models that for us, how we can forgive even those who have, have hurt us. And, and Jesus inspires that in us and helps us to, 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 to have the vision of being set free from that to, to love and to use our lives for love. Sue had a fun, interesting, fun story with that, with this the other day. Yeah, I just wanted to share the other day I was out just feeling like overwhelmed. Like I have so many thoughts, acrostics, poems, things in my heart and just God help me to focus. And then I started to feel like I don't, I was out in the trails going, I can't, I don't have the capacity to, to love like this or to 
you know, and I was praying and I was going one direction in this trail and it kind of hit me. I had this like, ah, I'm like, oh, the whole point, Sue, is love comes from God and that I have to go to the source to have the ability to love like that. And, and it just was making me think like, oh, that's what you're trying to express to me out here, God. It's, it's going to the source first that you'll fill me up with that. And that I love because you first love me and I can love because love comes from God. And first John four, I t- kid you not. I turned around and started walking back after this aha moment. And this is what I saw. And then the next one. So I'm getting closer going, what is that? It was in the tree. I'm like, okay, God. I just think, you know, just trying to keep praying specifically and watching God sort of show me like, Sue, go to the source, go to the source. So I was pretty amazed just that God's constantly trying to say, oh, those are like, um, what do you call it? Like uh, glow in the dark sticks. But I just thought, Sue, just go love. That's, you know, if you do one thing, just go love people and go to the source. So anyway, I thought God was sort of giving me an inspirational personal walk with him. So anyway, you never know what happens. You're out praying, trying to figure yourself out with God. <laughs> it's so true. Thanks for sharing, Suze. There's this big study done years ago a few years ago that hope presented a lot about even as we're coming up on Martin Luther King day, they said, you know, that they, they interviewed a lot of people who are actually in developing countries and asked them, what is poverty? And what they found is that in people that are in, in developed countries, think of poverty in very much in material terms. And, but people in developing countries think of poverty much more in relational terms he says, I don't have a, people, people describe poverty as not having a community, not having friends, not having love in their life. Because in the developing communities, there is so much of a dependence on one another. And it made me think that, you know, there's a lot of poverty around us, you know, even in the developing, even in the developed countries, because, because we can become so disconnected, first of all, from God and God's love. And him singing over us and adoring us, but then also from one another. And even as we're thinking about, um, you know, the new year, really all we need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing. There's just too little love. We have an abundance of so many other things. That's kind of the stuff that guy was talking about in that video. But what we need more and more of is the good shepherd. And he's going (laughs) to, and he's going to lead us to, becoming more loving, understanding the love of God and love of one another more and just fill us up for, uh, for what can be the greatest year ever, especially as we draw close to him. And let's let the communion remind us of that, the love of God for God so loved us that he gave. And, uh, and so he gave us Jesus to remind us who's still a beacon on the landscape of humanity for what living the good life looks like. It's a life of love. It's a life of fulfillment. It's a life of faith. It's a life of peace. And Jesus wants to enjoy that ourselves. And so let's think about that as we take communion. We take the bread, which represents his body. We take the juice that represents his blood because he longs for us to live this kind of life. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so, so much 
that, uh, that you are mighty to save and that you love us deeply and that you sing over us and you delight in us. Father, thank you for Jesus who came to rescue us from this, from the empty way of life to live a life in the kingdom and to live a life in your kingdom, your way. Father, there is such a, where there is such abundance and such a joy. Father, thank you so much for Jesus. Father, help us to follow him as the good shepherd who cares for us, who laid down his life for us. Help us to know his voice and to follow his voice because we know it, uh, it leads to life and light and love. God, thank you for this time to remember him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.